I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? Wonderful. Welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. I love it. Thanks for having me. And it's good to see you again. I enjoyed our live together, even though my internet was wonky. It happens. It's just great to see you. Yeah. So listen, um, we're going to talk about happiness because that's the, that's what this podcast is all about. And that's kind of your specialty. So I have this idea that happiness isn't, uh, you know, people think like, oh, I can get happiness and then I have it from then on out. And I don't agree with that. I think it's something that we, um, we seek to obtain and we experience momentarily and we have to really embrace it when it comes. But your mission is to empower over a billion people to you know be happy so so what are your starting tips and tricks like what's your advice for people that you know are, are maybe feeling miserable and just don't even know how to start themselves on that journey yeah so first of all the way we think logically will never change the way we feel so many people will be anxious depressed worried and they'll tell themselves you know look at the glass half full you know don't worry let it go i I hear so many people tell me this and uh, you know, there's energetic and genetic dispositions that were inherited. Uh, but beyond the context of logic, you have to take action and that's will change the way we feel. And so the actions that we take are three different dimensions. One is the action of mindset. So we have to change the way that we look at things to change the way we think to know that we can't find outside of us what we can't find inside of us. And then there's the heart set, the way we feel, uh, which can be changed by activities, actual physical activities. Uh, the way we feel is a biochemical uh, state, that, the, the way that we feel. So we need dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. And then the conscious continuum, which is a much longer uh, process to learn to enjoy, to find the light, the love, and the lessons in consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of our own potential or happiness, our own truth. Uh, not what other people want for us, not what's missing, what we don't want, but our, our own truth. And just like athletics or just like academics, everyone has different genetic and energetic inheritances that uh, predispose us to a certain potential. So that's why it's so important to pursue our own potential and enjoy it. So what I tell people is the first step, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, separate, inferior, superior, guilty, resentful, offensive, angry, all these different feelings of the ego that make us sad, what you need to do is stop. Don't resist it. Don't overcome it. Don't oversell it. Don't lie to it, manipulate it, or cheat it. Just stop. Breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, and then take an activity, a mindset activity, a heart set activity, or a conscious activity that has a higher frequency than the one that you're existing at. Meaning go do a good deed. Go think a positive thought. Go watch something, say, do something 
in your mindset, heart set, or the conscious continuum, or all three, that will create dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. For me, it's really simple. I tell people, lower the bar and do a good deed. Good deeds cover all three. It changes <laughs> your mindset, your heart set, and your conscious continuum. You cannot be doing a good deed. You cannot be giving to other people without changing the unhappy feeling you have. You, if you're in the pursuit of your potential, if you're doing good, doing good deeds, you will feel good while you're doing it and you can create a habit out of that. Yeah, I just, I love what you said. And I often tell my clients too, as a psychotherapist, like, look, if you're stuck at a red light and you're feeling really anxious because you're going to be late and then you're getting angry, take a moment and look at the clouds, enjoy the sky, like look around you. I love what you said though about heart set. I hadn't heard that term before and I like that a lot. I, I'm going to start incorporating that too and in, into the work I'm doing. I love and stealing it. Um, and oh, doing I stole it from somebody I can't remember who. Oh, perfect. So we'll just keep passing it down. Um, pursuing potential. I like that. Um, and why I, that really resonated with me is because, you know, I often think about times even with my own son where I'll react in a way that wasn't my favorite and I'm feeling down on myself about it. And, and I like to look at it as how can I do better next time? And I like that if you stop in the moment when you're feeling those kind of negative emotions and you think about pursuing your highest potential, it doesn't leave much space for it anymore. I like that. That's good. Yeah, for, you know, there's four values, I think, uh, that are incorporated in that mindset, heart set, and conscious continuum as well. So one superpower value is gratitude, right? You have that ingrained in you, and so do I, but you forget that not everybody seeks the light, the love, and the lessons. Not everyone can learn to love everything that they do. Not everyone can get to do everything. They feel that they have to do things. Uh, but gratitude is the superpower that needs to be practiced. I always tell people, you want to feel better, you want to get happy, say thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. Start there. 0.1 seconds it takes. To think or say thank you takes 0.1 seconds. Um, it's free. Yeah. Uh, it takes no, no physical exertion at all. You know, it's like nice to tell people, go run 10 miles a day. That's hard. Yeah. Saying thank you is easy, free, and fast. And yet, I, and it's guaranteed to make you feel better. If you do it 30 straight days, it could be incorporated into your subconscious and unconscious. So it literally can be a backbone to your entire being. But that gratitude is a superpower. I have, uh, in the last 16 years, practiced gratitude to such an, 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 I mean, to an amazing place that it's a superpower for me. I, I literally can find light, love, and lessons in anything. And then all I have to do is determine, is it worth my time to spend doing this comparatively to all the other things with light, love, and lesson in them. But I don't waste any energy creating void shortages and obstacles because all I'm focused in on is what's missing in a person or a situation or what I don't want in the person or a situation or you know, even what other people want for me, which is you know, a, another form of creating separation or unhappiness. So, you know, gratitude is one. Forgiveness, you were just talking about that with your children. I have four. So nothing will teach you forgiveness better than, uh, you know, having children and forgiving yourself for just being ignorant. You know, I always say there's two, two types of people. There's ignorant people and ignorant people, but there's humble, there's humble ignorant people, which I strive to be. And then there's arrogant, humble people. But the arrogant, uh, arrogant ignorant people you know, we all don't know what we don't know. Humble people admit it. Arrogant people think they know everything, but they don't. <laughs> and parents, though, it's interesting because I just came on this nuance, and you'll enjoy this. I used to think arrogant, ignorant people were narcissistic, you know, 
oversellers, back-end sellers, liar, manipulators, and cheaters. But I've also realized that parents are some of the worst arrogant, uh, ignorant people, meaning they love their children so much and they want to protect their children from everything that they take on a form of arrogance that they know best. And, and let's be honest, we don't, right? We, we are- I learn way more from my son, I'll tell you what. I let him that's be home. in the driver's seat of his life and I'm just over here. <laughs> yeah, that's humility. And I think in forgiveness comes that humility. And then accountability obviously is another big one to happiness, to take control of your life and just say, what did I do to attract this red light into my life? What am I supposed to learn from it? Maybe you're supposed to learn just to slow down that, you know, it's dangerous to rush to go pick up your child from basketball. And that, you know, I, and I, I learned, it's funny to use that analogy because I learned this lesson. I, I would get so uptight and so anxious because I, I wanted to be on time to pick up my child. And every time I got to a red light, it would raise my blood pressure. I swear at people, you know, and just lowering my vibration. And every time, I ended up getting there either on time or even if I wasn't, the practice would run late and it wasn't a big deal. Didn't but happen. I wasted so much energy and put my mind, body, and soul at risk and physical risk too because I was rushing, you know, tailgating, all the things dumbasses do. That's what I would do. So the accountability is so important just to take a moment and say, what am I supposed to learn? I attracted this to myself. I'm accountable. What am I supposed to? There's still liability. That's fine. This is, you know, the human aspect of blame, shame, and justification. That, I get it. There's liability. But I live in accountability where I'm in complete control, allowing me to be inspired in spirit with people and happy. Yeah, you know, it's like the, the world isn't happening to us. We're an active participant in it. <laughs> We're a part of it. And I like that. Wake up and say, hey, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm with gratitude for being on the right side of the dirt today. You know, I've even thanked the toaster <laughs> for, Good, for getting me you. out the door with breakfast in, you know, 37 seconds or something. Yeah. Look, there's three types of people too, um, Michaela. One, people that say life happens to me. I'm a victim. Yeah. Then I lived this life for a while. Life, they think they're optimists. Life happens for me where I'm <laughs> buying things I don't need to impress people I don't like. Yeah. But life actually happens through you. Mm. See, when people talk about the laws of allowance or attraction, life is longing for itself. It's expansive, the universe. And life longs for itself. Well, if you allow life to long, through its, uh, to long for itself by allowing it to come through you with appreciation... When you appreciate what you have, you add value to it, which means it's expanding, it's growing, it's accelerating. And when you give it away to other people, you're acknowledging, acquiring the knowledge of what you have, but you've also expanded a void so that next time you'll receive more. So it's a self-perpetuating, expansive philosophy to allow life to come through you and allow life to long for itself through you, not for you or to you as a victim. And that's interesting. When I have people take the victim mentality, I often say, well, no, you allowed this experience. Let's find out why. And one of the things you recently posted on your Instagram that I shared and really liked is knowing your why and knowing your what. And I think a lot of people, you know, they say, I want to lose weight. Well, why? I don't know. My, my husband thinks I'm fat or whatever. You know, can you talk a little bit about how people can figure out their why? Because I think a lot of people are just heading down the road 150 miles an hour and they're not even thinking about why they're doing it. They're just doing it. Yeah, I have a five-step or five daily practices, what I call applying our why. See, I come from the construct that I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, and I'm worthy, and I look to see what do I do to interfere with that. 
So if that's my strategy or paradigm or perspective, number one, I need to know what I want. What I want personally, experientially, giving wise and receiving wise. And then the fastest way to get what I want is to figure out who has it or who has already had it or done it. So I ask myself, who can I help with what I want and who can help me? Then I figure out how I'm going to get it done through the lens of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. The lens is productivity is how much value can I provide. Accessible is how accessible am I to others and how am I accessing or receiving what I want. And obviously gratitude allows me to find the light, the love, and the lessons. Learning to love and be happy is a Viktor Frankl man's search of meaning, right? But then here's the crux of why. Most people, even if they know their what, their who, and their how, they don't know their now. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't thought through the reasons or the importance or alignment with the values that they have of what to do. See, 100% of the things you do now get done. The difference between passionate, purposeful, and profitable people is they get stuff done. And so the uh, understanding of what activity I get paid for, I don't get paid for, planned or unplanned or sleep, what activity I want to do now, if you know the activity that you want to do aligned with what you want, who can help you, who you can help, and how I'm going to get it done, you can apply your why to it. And including, I, I change, you know, a lot of my mind I change, right? I'm always evolving and growing and learning. So I used to, you know, say I, I had Ferraris and Porsches and all that dumb stuff. And I said, you know, only thing I learned from this, you should, you know, I kind of poo-pooed that to people that wanted it. Like, you know, you're inferior to me because I've already outgrown the Ferrari. Well, meanwhile, that doesn't make any sense. See, if you could tell me the reason how you're applying your why, like I met a young gentleman that very successful from the inner city at risk kid and he owns a Lamborghini. And I said, man, you really don't want to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like. He said, that's not why I bought the Lamborghini. I said, why'd you buy it? He said, because I want other kids that grew up around me in the same circumstances to know they can do anything. Wow. I don't drive the thing. I just have it there to tell people that that's you can great. have anything you dreamed of. And I said, you know what? Good for you. That's a great reason to own a, a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't apply to what I was saying. And I was wrong. Guess what? I am a hypocrite. Every day I change, I change my mind all the time. You know why? Because I'm ignorant. <laughs> I like to say I reserve the right to change my mind when presented with new information. Always. That makes you humble. And if that makes say, me a hypocrite tomorrow, then fine. <laughs> exactly. I, why? I believe in rule number six that Xanders wrote about. Uh, you know, I don't take myself so seriously. And people say, well, what's rule number one through five? Go to rule number six. It's, <laughs> life is so easy when you institute rule number six with radical humility in mind. If you can joke at yourself, I mean, then you've got it. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's hard not to be happy when you don't take yourself seriously. Right? <laughs> so this kind of ties into something you said, though. I know a lot of people that are seeking the material happiness. And um, one, of your, one of your incredible speeches, you talked about loving yourself. And, um, you know, one of the things that I see a lot with the women that I work with is that they don't, they don't know how to silence their own negative self-talk long enough to find a space to love themselves. So they are doing things externally to bring them. They're buying stuff for the house. They're buying a new car. They're doing, what, how do you help people through that? The, the, I can't, the, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Well, I have a process called cancel, clear, connect that helps people understand, like I said, you can't find in, outside of you what you can't find inside of you. If you want people to love you, then love yourself. 
if you want people to respect you, then respect yourself. There's a variety of things that give meaning to who you are. And we give meaning to everything we see by looking within. And so I tell people when those negative thoughts, either from others or from yourself, negative attacks, judgments, conditions, separations occur, cancel them. Like physically cancel them with your mind. Just don't let them in. And if they are in, because they have surfaced again and again, you know, when you're going to bed, you're still anxious about it, worried, frustrated, you know, angry about something, then clear it from your mind. It means it's in your subconscious. You have about 40,000 of the same thoughts. And all you've done is put that negative energy, negative thought in your subconscious. So we want to clear it out of there. And it takes a little bit of time. It's not one time. You can't just say clear. But if you consistently clear something that keeps popping up from your subconscious and then if and when you have something that's hardwired either genetically into you or uh, energetically into you now you can connect and shift your energy and i have multiple ways in fact i would be just uh you know so grateful if anyone wants my book i i give my books for free ebook audiobook i sign books send them i pay for shipping in the book don't worry david at dmeltzer.com that's a major part of my book is in, you know, descript how you cancel, clear, connect, control the negative data in order to effectuate all the positive things you want. Cause you do have an autopilot, you yeah. know, and, and it's so wonderful. That's why sleep's so important to me, as you know, like I have an unwinding routine. I, my tomorrow starts today. Okay. I, I put my mind, body and soul in a position to not only recover, but to access, I plateau and grow because I'm downloading all sleep. And I do that through this idea of cancel, clear, connect. So David at dmelter.com, reach out to me, I'll send you my book. Uh, but it's changed my life to control any negative inputs, people, places, things, ideas, podcasts, movies, TV. I don't let the negativity into this temple of positivity. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I love that. The temple of positivity. You know, I, I do, I get the same thing for people in my life. They're like, well, just come out. And you know, I said, no, that's not going to give me enough hours for my, my processing sleep that I'm doing my healing work that I do when my eyes are closed. <laughs> when I'm in bed. <laughs> I also, I love when I'm, uh, when I'm meditating, one of the things I like when, when stuff comes in, that's not welcome is I say, thank you for being here. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need you right now. I got this. I'm good. Yeah, so, Wayne, in, Wayne Dyer had a great message. This is Wayne Dyer. If you don't have something positive to say, then go call Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I hadn't heard that one before. I like that. So, so your journey, your journey of life has taken you on this amazing road. Would you have ever thought when you started on this path that you would be here? I mean, did you always have a sense inside of you that you had this mission to fulfill? Or No, my mission was to make a lot of money. Uh -huh. uh, so I could buy my mom a house and a car and I had limited myself what even that meant. Yeah. And in fact, as I, over the last 16 years has gone through a, a quantum shift or a transformation myself that even over the last four years when I was walking the beach and I'm at my beach house now, not a prison. These are beach bunk beds, not prison. <laughs> I was going to ask, but then I thought, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. So, um, I'm just hidden in the back room where we, we, we put all the guests. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I, I, li I literally, to that point, I, I lost my train of thought because I made my joke. What, what was, quick, real quick, help me out. Like, Your journey and how you got here. Yeah, so I wanted to make money four, year, you know, four years ago when I started the media side and my personal brand. I terrified myself because I knew my mission of empowering people to be happy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I started thinking exactly like I teach people not to think. 
what, what's my family going to say? Right. Like people are going to laugh at me again. They're going to yeah. make fun of me again. They're yeah. going to scoff at me. They're going to, and literally my brother, who's a pretty famous rabbi is like, who do you think you are? Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> you know, and then some of my other friends on the speaking tour is like, so now you think you're Tony Robbins. You're going to, you're going to impact the whole world. You're Oprah. Really? And I said, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, I, I'm here and I've arrived. And this is my mission. One that I never would have dreamed of even five years ago that I publicly would tell people. But you know what the coolest thing is? They always laugh at you, scoff at you and make fun of you. And then they applaud you. And yes. I am receiving so much positive reinforcement and support, including from my family and friends who laughed at me and scoffed at me because they're afraid I'd be hurt or embarrassed. And instead now they see the math like I do, that there's a thousand people like you, Michaela, in the world that I can impact to impact another thousand, impact yeah. another thousand. They're watching the videos. They're making them their own. They're not stealing from me. They're just learning and adding their appreciation to it, their value. And they're giving it away to other people that resonate with their frequency better than mine. And it's growing. And I know in my lifetime, I'll create a collective consciousness of happiness that will transcend and have a major, major impact on the world to make more money, help more people and have more fun. That's as simple as it gets. Well, you're definitely raising the vibration. That's for sure. I mean, I'm so honored to get to have this conversation with you. And, you know, I love talking about this stuff. It's obviously what I do for a living as well. But, um, but to speak with someone who's just got so much insight, I mean, that, that really, uh, evolved consciousness. I, it's just so awesome. And I know that it's ever evolving. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always apologizing. You know, it's just part of it. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know you didn't have a ton of time and I want to let you get back to your vacation, but I'm so honored, David. Thank you. Let's do it again. Please, everyone reach out, david at dmelter.com. Be kind to your future self, do good deeds and be happy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Thank you, team. Thank you, guys. Take care. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.